Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Negative Positives Podcast, coming to you live out of the Gutter Man Cave in beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. And now, here are your hosts, Andre Dominguez and Mike Gutterman. Hello, and welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 140. I am your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave. And it's a Sunday night. We have everyone's favorite co-captain here and a special guest. But first, let's get to the co-captain of the USS Negative Positives, everyone's favorite Sunday night co-captain. Mr. Andre Dominguez, how are you doing tonight, Andre? I am doing well, Mike. So happy to, to be here, excited to record, excited to have our, our guest here today. Uh, yeah. All right, all right. And the, the guest, the mystery guest, the illustrious, the infamous, Mr. Corey Cannon from the Lensless Podcast, all ready to get all, oh, all pinhole up in your hole. But uh, <laughs> Mr. Corey, so it begins. Folks. Hey, hey, Mike, how's it going? Mr. Corey Cannon, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. Hope you're doing well. Nice, Andre, nice. it's always a pleasure. Always, man. I'm surprised so, you decided to stoop down and talk to us all the way from LA. <laughs> I am. I am trying not to you know take myself too seriously out here whenever i kind of am in a in in a position where it's just like wow this is really cool it's like i am still just a a 22 year old kid with one more semester of college uh left trying to get hired (laughs) so definitely trying to not get too big for my bridges so we shouldn't say anything bad about cinesteel then i guess you are welcome to i'm just joking i'm just joking So, Andres, uh, yeah. uh, since you are out there in La La Land and everyone, uh, we all pretty much live vicariously through you, uh, Mr. Hollywood, uh, Andre Dominguez, uh, how was your week, the second, I guess, full week uh, of the Cinestill employment? So, uh, second full week of Cinestill employment was, uh, was nice, uh, definitely had some challenges, we are coming out with some new products that I can't really discuss details on, but I think is is you know are going to be pretty exciting for the for the film community. Have been keeping us you know working uh, late nights, uh, early mornings for me, trying to develop uh, my film that I've been shooting and shot back in Miami um, before work starts, so while everybody's still asleep. Um, and also, I, I don't remember actually if I talked about it last weekend, but I bought a very, very nice uh, skateboard, which I've been trying to learn how to ride to at least make that like mile and a half journey from my Airbnb to the North Hollywood Metro Station a little bit easier. The problem is learning such a, a, a fine uh, motor skill requiring uh task at the at the at the old age of 22 <laughs> and being somebody as as uncoordinated as I am I have indeed hurt myself uh many many times a lot of bruises a lot of scrapes and most recently a pretty banged up ankle that I will probably have to go to the doctor for uh, sometime this week so I'm all I'm all you know creaky and groany I feel like I feel like Mike <laughs> uh, they don't have is. uh they don't have they don't have LA uh, sparkle juices you can just pour on and it fixes it immediately, Andre. Well, I don't know if they call it sparkle juice. I believe Mike deemed it the devil's lettuce, but I'm gonna stay away from that stuff for now. Yeah, you don't know where you end up if you get on that path. That's much worse than your skateboard, I'm sure. <laughs> no, it is from a scholarship. Yeah. I, I I tried skateboard I tried skateboarding once and uh, uh, I am a. Uh, uh, six foot three inches tall and that is a large center of gravity apparently and uh, so it makes it really very easy very high for me. center of gravity <laughs> yeah. makes, makes it very hard <laughs> to, to stay balanced <laughs> right 
when I, I we used to go uh, mountain uh, mountain biking with my friends, and I was always the one that that wrecked. And uh, so the my friends would always go down the hills first, and then stay at the bottom of the hill and just just to watch me wreck. I was always the uh, the highlight reel footage, and uh, so Ouch. I decided that wasn't for me because uh, I, I actually I was getting ready to get married. And my mother-in-law said, uh, no more mountain biking because we need you out <laughs> on crutches for the wedding. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah. uh, so, yeah. So you and, uh, Andre, was that all you had to say about your week or any other exciting? Uh, no, no. I actually, uh, had the oh, lovely no. opportunity of, <laughs> of celebrating, uh, Christine Bartolucci's birthday yesterday. Well, her birthday was on Friday, but, uh, we went out to a, a very very beautiful like outdoor wine bar at a at a winery in Malibu uh, with like a, a live band and like we put down uh, you know these picnic blanket type things and brought a bunch of like uh, cheese boards and and cupcakes and and stuff like that uh, met a bunch of, of her friends uh, it was a, it was a really great time uh, shot a lot of 50d which I haven't shot that much of before Hang on, Andre. What? Yes. Did you say Danny Bartolucci? Uh, Christine Bartolucci, the oh. co-host, the co-host of the Analog Talk podcast. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I don't know who that is, by the way. You don't That's know who a... Danny Bartolucci is. He's from Corey, the Partridge. I am both 22 and not from this country. So. He's the from the Partridge. The amount of times I've had to say that to the Sinistel folks, they're just uh, Andre. You don't know anything. Uh, I was like, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, but those were good cupcakes, huh? Those were very good cupcakes, yeah. I'm um, just... And then today we we went, uh, we hit up three places going camera thrifting. We went to the uh, Rose Bowl Flea Market, the uh, Pasadena uh, Bargain Camera Show. We actually uh, met uh, Joey Reddy of Awesome Cameras. Christine obviously knew him uh, for a while, but I met him, and he actually said, "Oh yeah, I know you from the Negative Positives podcast." So I was like, "Yeah, the moon." Yeah, and I was just like, so he left afterwards, and then like I look at Chris, and I'm just like, "Did that? Did that just happen? Did I get recognized?" Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well, but I said I wasn't getting too big for my britches. Um, there you go. Uh, we went thrifting didn't end up uh, finding anything that camera-wise that either of us uh, wanted to buy. The hunt, the elusive Yashika T4 continues. So did you go, you went to, uh, you said the, the Rose, the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl, yeah. what was there's it? Like a, there's a flea market that they do like around the football uh, stadium. Yeah, like out in the parking lot? Yeah, yeah, where like people would normally kind of tailgate, they have sure. the big huge flea market um we went to the melrose uh what was it called the melrose trading post which is another like kind of pop-up uh flea market garage sale type thing uh, at like a high school apparently and i actually saw uh one of the girls that's on like teens react on youtube and i was just like like famous person and chris is just like i have no idea who you're talking about <laughs> Uh, yeah, probably most people won't, but anywho, it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of unsuccessful thrifting, but we had a great time. Were there lots of cameras there? I mean, what was the same thing? Was a lot there? of cameras, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of K1000s and AE1s and, and things like that, but nothing that either of us were particularly looking for. A lot of Polaroids, but neither of us brought like a, an empty pack to test out if they were working, so we didn't want to kind of roll the dice, especially at the prices that, that people were asking for. That's awesome. I wish we had something like that where I live. I mean, there's a few, a few thrift thrift shops, you know. But I mean, there's I, I kind of stopped going just because I'm just every time I go in there, there's not even any cameras there. Oh, that's what I, I ask that's them where what the I cameras are, and they just kind of point to the back. They're like, electronics is that way, and you go and dig through a bunch of stuff and those old leather VCR uh, tape. Uh, cases that have that weird clip on the front you know you open up all that stuff and you're like oh, i can't find anything so i'm just like man all i find is you a don't bunch know of anything random... about that do you mike <laughs> no i was just going to say all all i find is a bunch of random ac adapters <laughs> yeah yeah sure <laughs> well what i'm talking about is like they they used to have like this this 
you know, like a fake leatherette uh, type of like case that would hold your VCRs tape and on the VCR tapes and on the front of it, it had like a gold, um, like a lock, like a little click thing, you know what I mean? But it was really nice looking. I always open those up just to see if there's like a camera in like a little pouch or something inside of them, you know what I mean? But I can never find anything. Instead, it's just like a bunch of old VHS tapes with Partridge Family episodes on there. Is that pretty much it? Yeah, and lots of Danny. <laughs> I'm just glad that... 35 millimeters it, sucks. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> it, it, only took, it only took 140 episodes for uh, Danny Bonaducci to be mentioned on this podcast. So uh, I think... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> who, who, who Andre has no idea who it is, but... Uh, I have yeah, no idea. Yeah. You but, look a lot like him, though, Andre. Actually, I mean, you should pull do I know? Up. So somebody, somebody listening to the podcast, uh, <laughs> do like a, a side by side composite and post that to the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group. Oh, that there, needs there's to a happen. plug. There's a plug. Creative plug. Oh, actually, I don't remember um, if I've told the the whole podcast this but if you do happen to find yourself in cologne germany for the latter half of september yours truly will actually be manning the booth at the uh the sinistral booth at photokina that's cool (laughs) maybe there'll be somebody there introducing a new film camera who knows you can never tell (laughs) maybe maybe there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff there probably not but i guess we can hope right well, Let's... it sounds like you've got a lot on your chest on that topic, Mike. No, I don't. How about we? How about we take a, a little break and uh, and just collect our thoughts a little bit? Well, I like how you're trying to uh, close this segment, Andre, because I haven't had a chance to give you some shit about something yet. So, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not avoiding anything at all. <laughs> sounds like you're avoiding it. It sounds like it. Yeah. Huh. So I was just uh, you, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the Facebook group and uh, uh, I don't know Corey do you have you noticed a little a little maybe lack of a certain person on the Facebook group the last couple of weeks maybe somebody's <laughs> went a little, little a little Hollywood on us maybe kind of big time on us a little bit you got a big baller now that just doesn't have time for the little people you, you think maybe I don't who, who who do you think I might be talking about there Andrea I, I mean well, Corey here's, I don't they don't have Facebook out in uh, LA, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, maybe that's it. All yeah. right, let me let me jump to my own defense here, people. Please. Uh, prior to having a a very much full time internship here at Sinistil, I was living high on the hog of being on summer vacation, having no responsibilities, and therefore lived on the Facebook page, liking and commenting and posting my own random shit every once in a while. Um, Given that I've been working myself to the bone in order to secure future employment in the film photography industry, I think it's okay that I've been, you know, taking it easy on the on the Facebook group. Also, the notifications, you know, cannot be on while I am at work because it will drive me insane. Well, I mean, these all sound like good excuses, but I'm hearing more like thrifting, skateboarding, wine par- wine picnic parties. I don't know about this working doing, our, doing my thing. podcast uh, show notes. <laughs> You mean not oh, doing no, your podcast? No, you, haven't, you haven't been doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, you said it yourself. It's as easy as writing it down and putting it in the in the comments of the own video. So perhaps, yeah, it's, perhaps it's your so request, tedious, though, perhaps your request so for help was misplaced. <laughs> Granted, not as misplaced as my as my you know fail to follow through offer to do them, but. <laughs> Corey, you should All be right, happy, folks, man. Before uh, this becomes the roasting Andre show, let's take a break. Well, the break isn't going to matter. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Corey. Wait a minute. Andre has offered to help your podcast out, and then tonight he's like, "Well, you know, I might have time for the podcast tonight. I got a, I got this, I got the soiree to go to tonight. You know, I just got, we probably got to do it a little earlier. I got things I got to do. You know, so Dude. I don't know. What's this? Oh uh, yeah." <laughs> I am, I am, I am getting it, guys, today. Hey, can you record a little earlier? Because I kind of got this thing. I got to go. They really want me there, and I got to show up. Once again, with the background of trying to get a job in this industry, but, you know, that's just me. Uh, You're young. You have your whole life ahead of you, Andre. Don't worry about it. You don't need a job. 
not if I fuck this stuff. <laughs> All right, we're done. You're in we're LA, done. man. The cardboard boxes are in abundance, so you know. <laughs> nice and comfy. We uh, we, the weather's we'll, nice we'll... here. I won't freeze at night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We will stop roasting you, Andre. We love you, man. But uh, we just—I I just had to have a little fun with you there for a little bit. But uh, oh no, that. I appreciate it. I know that it comes from a place of love, so it's okay. <laughs> it's just that we we miss you so much. That's what it is. But um, uh, all I right, miss you guys too. And there's so much that I wish that I could talk to you guys about. But y'all are just gonna have to wait and see. But some exciting <laughs> stuff is coming. Nice, nice. Awesome. All right, folks. So we're gonna take a little break here and uh, come back with some more uh, roasting, Andre. Okay, folks, we're back, and we still have Corey Cannon from the Lensless Podcast as our special guest tonight, and our co-captain, Danny B, is uh, with <laughs> us. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, we have a... Uh, <laughs> so well, hey, we Graham, have... Graham, because I know you're listening there, I mean, we've all got... A shitty unwanted nickname, isn't that right, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> but Danny Bonaduce is so much worse than Jeremy. <laughs> uh, so we have a call in from uh, Corey's uh, illustrious co-captain on his uh, on his show. Andrew Bartram has called into the yeah. show, probably as a little warning, maybe, or I don't know if he's trying to like make things easy on his comrade, but his compatriot. I think he was but... jealous. <laughs> He probably is. We should, we'll, we'll try to get. We'll try to work Andrew into our busy schedule. Well, actually, Andre's busy schedule because he's obviously the big, uh, big cheese now. You know, but uh, yeah, man, uh, Andrew, I'll I'll do my best, <laughs> but no promises, buddy. <laughs> so let's listen to uh, Mr. Andrew Bartram's call in. All right, come on. Hello again, Mike Gutterman and Andre. And I suspect you're having my uh, partner in crime, Mr. Corey Cannon, on the show. So, um, hope it goes well. Don't ask him too many challenging questions because uh, he does struggle a little bit. And I have asked him to see if he can just manage to steal that uh, Holger wide pinhole camera back from you because he said he sold it to you by mistake. So look forward to hearing uh, uh, Corey on someone else's podcast. Keep up the good work, Mike. And uh, here's to another good show with you, Andre, and Mr. Cannon. Cheers. <laughs> well, thank you, Andrew Bartram, for that call in. And uh, Corey's not going to get this wide pinhole camera from it because I like it. Listen to this, listen to this. See if you can hear it. Precision. That is the worst sounding shutter I've ever heard. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's funny too. I was listening to the Lensless podcast last night, the latest episode, and I'm not sure, but I think Andrew did a really, really horrible imitation of me, and uh, it was nowhere near my imitation of English accents, so uh, nowhere near as good, so I uh, just wanted to throw that out there, that the uh, those, those English people can't uh, can't do a Kentucky accent, so there you go. But, uh... Uh-oh. <laughs> that sounds Shots like fire, a great... Though. That sounds like a great topic we can have to have you guys debating back and forth. You have to do an English, and he has to do it in Kentuckian. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> That sounds like a bloody good idea, mate. <laughs> you, you, tit. <laughs> oh, so. I apologize. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so what were we going to talk about? Well, I think the thing we want to get to is, is uh, you, uh, Andre, well, no, Danny B and uh, Corey Cannon had a little day out uh, doing a little 
pinholing uh, with each other. Pinholing in uh, public. <laughs> so let's hear a little bit about that excursion. Uh, yeah, uh, we actually, I don't even remember how we initially got in, in contact with each other. Corey, do you? Uh, I think it was just when uh, me and Mark had started uh, doing the show. I was trying to just get a, get some people together to meet up, to just, you know, do a photo walk um, for World High, Worldwide Photography Day. Mm-hmm. And I, I put it out a lot on the show. Every You know, I tried to get it together. But uh, you were actually the only person that uh, replied to me. Um, Mark Jeez, was going to be what, what kind yeah, of Mark, audience Mark, participation is that? I don't think there's anybody in North Carolina other than me and Mark and you and and Jason and Raleigh, but I think he was busy and Mark had a, you know something going on with his family and um so yeah so we ended up just meeting meeting up and I was planning on doing what was I planning on doing I was going to do those the portraits with my five by seven on do yeah but that didn't work out. Yeah, so we ended up just kind of walking around town a little bit, uh, shooting mainly on on UNC's campus. Campus, yeah. Uh, uh, you did a little bit of, of infrared, black and white infrared stuff with your yep. um, reality so subtle six by six f and a and a Hoya R seventy two filter. Am I, is that correct? Yeah, I was using the Roly uh, IR four hundred too. Yeah, and those shots came out fantastic. I was. I was kind of struggling to, you know. You were using one of uh, 15 different film stocks in your little box you had on? No, 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 no. I had about like four or five different film stocks, which, as I'd explained to you guys uh, at some point during the podcast, in trying to identify a, a 35 millimeter film stock to use in my Ondu Pocket 135 camera that was not Acros, uh, I essentially bought a bunch of different rolls of film and inside my changing tent you know pulled it all off of the out of the cassette and cut it into you know lengths of of four giving me around like you know seven eight uh exposures on the the roll problem with that as as Corey saw was that you know i kind of blast through those quickly because i'd you know either like bracket the exposures or just want to take multiple because somebody was moving in a way i didn't want them to uh, and so about every you'd say what would you say Corey about every like 20 to 30 seconds I had to stop to reload the camera at least I was giggling I was like what's this guy doing <laughs> and then the wind would blow and like things would blow and I was picking them up and I'm like here's your your spools you know and he's like thanks man <laughs> I yeah, figured was, out if I turned my mess. camera it was like I figured out if I turned my camera where I could use it as a table and I was like alright it's <laughs> actually a great picture of it on the on the lensless podcast facebook yeah from a while ago i took um, a picture and you were like what are you doing and i was like i gotta put this on the show's instagram man come on uh, yeah but no it, it actually was a really good um albeit sort of painful lesson because it 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 kind of got me to the the film stocks that i really enjoy using for for pinhole now which are ilford pan f50 uh uh, FP4 and Tmax 100, so cool. didn't require you know three 36 exposure rolls in, in you know multiple different developers in order to figure out what it is that I like and that I'm comfortable with. Given that I like pinhole, but it's not my main my main area, so I just wanted a yeah. few options that weren't Acros. Yeah, that so, was a fun day. We had good weather too. It was nice and nice and cool. It wasn't hot, you know, for walking. I remember um, I woke up at my buddy's house in the middle of the state, and I had to drive, I don't know, about three hours to get to where Andre was. I remember when I first met Andre, I was like, wow, he's really short. I didn't think he was this short, but <laughs> it was, uh, I was hungover. <laughs> and I'm just like, let's start walking. I was like, oh, man, okay, cool. Let's go. <laughs> and we got to walking. There was just like we were two no blocks, and there was like and nobody, we yeah, like, there was like nobody walking around. And I was like, he was like, maybe we should just drive it there. And I was like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. So away we went. Away so we the, went. On the now, Facebook. I, that was the I longest like, that I'd been doing like a like a solely 
kind of pinhole shoot. I think I shot a total of like thirteen rolls of like mini rolls of of yeah. film. Um, only so ended up with like four or five good ones. So yeah. So every time I turned around, uh, Andre is changing film, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself. This cat is shooting 36 rolls, 24 frames every second, Andre. You weren't. <laughs> you, were just, you were just going through and doing the, you know, like the, the shorter rolls. And the, so he finally explained that to me. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. I was like, okay, cool. Now I understand. I thought you were just like burning through. I was like, how long are your exposures? What are you, what are you, what are you looking at, you know? You didn't know his camera. Yeah, no, it, was, it was definitely the, the, the process of me kind of shooting shorter rolls of a bunch of different types of film stocks to find a, a well, not even a replacement because I never even really tried Acros. Uh, just knowing that, that it wasn't going to be sustainable and, and I didn't want to fall in love and have my heart broken, I tested out a bunch of short ends of, of you know different film stocks to kind of settle on the on the three so far that i've really enjoyed which are ilford fp4 ilford pen f50 and kodak t-max 100 right i shot um i shot the t-max uh the picture that i shot uh in my shopping cart buggy at the grocery store with the pizza box yeah mm-hmm. i use i use t-max for that i used t-max 100 for that and that was like a a, a little more than a two minute uh exposure uh, and so I was like, oh, wow, this is great. This is going to work out great. And so I loaded up another roll. We went out of town uh, and went to a few places. And I kind of just shot the roll over the weekend. And I got back home and developed it. And I was like, oh, I was bummed out, man. It was, it was totally different. Uh, so I don't, know what, I don't know what had happened with it. So I moved on from T-Max. But I like um, FP4 and I like Del- Delta 100. I shot the Pan 50, but it's kind of dark for me. I don't know. I, I liked it at first, but... I shot another roll of it, so I don't know. I think I'm going to stick in the Delta, the Delta 100 uh, FP4 group. Yeah, on the yeah, the Pan F50 with me uh, with Rodinal gave me really, really like high contrast um, images, which I actually really enjoyed. I had to bump up the contrast uh, for the FP4 sure. and the T-Max shots to to the point that I liked it, but the the Pan F50 came out just perfect for what I was looking for. I haven't used Rodinol yet. I'm pretty much. I like Xtol. I'm just kind of stuck at that point. I I don't. I've never really been much of a. Uh, an experimenting kind of trying different things. I don't know. I guess maybe just with pinhole. I mean, pretty much. I I hate to say anything will work for pinhole, but you know, I mean, like, um, a lot of the developers that you use are, are going to work out great with, pretty much any film stock. You know, for the most part. I mean, there's some that won't, but. For what I'm doing, X-Tall and D76 have uh, held up great. I, I used uh, Diafine. Have either of you used Diafine before? No. I have not. I used that for a little while, uh, but I went back to uh, using X-Tall. And that, that's a two-part, uh, I believe it's a compensating developer. So you don't really have to worry. It's kind of like developing C41 where you don't really – your film speed isn't as important because you have the same. You can develop two different speed films at the same time, mm. like 100 and 800. You can develop those two at the same time. So it's almost like uh, sort of like what Stan Developing does. Because you, you think you can mix with uh, with that as well, right? I think so. I, I honestly haven't done very much. Actually, I have done none. I haven't done any I, Stan yeah. Developing because uh, I, I haven't. I haven't gotten into the road, the road and all. Um, my problem with stand developing is, God, man, it's an hour. <laughs> <laughs> my, it's, an my hour <laughs> it's an hour when you don't have to do anything. You set an alarm. Yeah, but my attention span is just too short. Like, I'm the kind of person that I get into something and I'm, I like fast and furious. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I want to develop it and do everything and try it and, and go on and do what I have to do. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the benefits of doing. Stand development with doing pinhole photography. Uh, I'm sure there's some benefits. There's pros and cons to everything, you know. So if anybody knows the benefits of doing it, uh, trying it with pinhole photography, let us know and send us a message on uh, on the podcast, you know, the pinhole podcast, because I'd like to know. Yeah, I believe Matt Melcher on Box of Cameras had a really good episode about stand developing. I believe it was him. 
and uh, it was really interesting. Uh, it makes me kind of want to try it because there definitely was some some benefits. But if you find that episode on box of cameras, I believe he covered that pretty well. And uh, um, let's see. Also, yeah, I've, I've, I've just been sticking with HC110. Andre got me on that, and I'm kind of kind of stuck with yeah. it, man. I don't I don't see me changing. I don't. I'm not. The, I'm not an experimenter. I don't really want to try all these different developers. Once yeah, I find something I like, I just kind of kind of stick with it right and you know can i I ask you a question about extol um is is extol that one where they say that like uh you obviously reuse the chemistry several times uh and then it like kind of dies a sudden death you know i a lot of people have said uh you know talk about that the sudden death of extol uh, I've been using it for a while now, and I I have I haven't had that problem. I think that was because they used to offer it in uh, the, the full size bags, which do five liters. But I think they offered it in like a one one quart maybe or a two quart solution bag, and they had problems with the bag sealing, so it was exposed to humidity and whatever the environment whatever was environment it was in uh, because the bags weren't completely sealed so you would mix it up and it would be good one day and you'd come back to it the next day uh, and then it would just be like done because oxygen you know air is the, the biggest problem with uh, with keeping your chemicals fresh so I haven't had that problem with Dextol um, if other people have I, I don't know what's going on but um, I haven't had that problem with it dying on me, and I, I I've mixed it up, used it, not used it for six to eight weeks, uh, and then came back to it uh, and used it again, and it, and it would be working, you know. So nice. I think that was only with the smaller size bags. But I I, re, I was listening to Mike you talking about HC110 uh, because you can make such small instead of making a big bottle of working solution. Uh, or stock solution, you could you know just mix it up per or tank. Uh, yeah. Per develop, yeah. But I, I mean, I go through it pretty fast now. You know, what I mean, it's, and now that I've gotten into, I've gotten into doing four by five and and everything. So I mean, if I mix up um, a batch of Extol, I mean, I go through it. I go through it pretty quick. I've kind of got it set up so that I use, I mix up that, and then I'll mix up a gallon of Fixer at the same time, um, and I kind of. I, I'll go through two batches of Extol before I go through a batch of uh, a gallon of Fixer. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So I'm using, I mean, I'm developing much more, you know, because Mike, you said that you you uh, mix, you wait, and you till your films build up some, and then you just develop it in one big shot, right? Generally, you, yeah. You, you but used to. I used to when I did D76, but now that I'm on right. HC110. Uh, as soon as I get a row finished, that's uh, I've been able to go ahead and develop it because I'm only mixing up right. uh, the amount I need for that tank, you know. And then uh, sure. so then all all I got to watch really is my fixer, make sure it's fresh and all that. But I'm also now that it's warmer weather, I'm shooting more and getting through film a little bit quicker. But uh, of course right. now that it's it's warmer, and uh, I could actually take more photography uh, now. The Ford Motor Company decided they want to work me like a dog, and I, I still don't have time to take photography, so so right. I can't can't win for losing. <laughs> but uh, so uh, Corey, thank uh, God for HC one ten. So, like, how much of your photography is actually pinhole, and like, how much like regular, uh, straight, boring photography do you do? <laughs> I, I I mean probably. 90, 95% of my photography is, uh, is pinhole stuff at this point. I don't, I don't do any straight photography, straight quote unquote boring photography. And I, I have, um, I have, I have a few Holgas. So, I mean, I, I shoot with those and, and, and mess around with, with Holgas a little bit, but I've, uh, I've never really been much of a kind of snapshot. Is that, is that what you kind of call it? You know, like the snapshot kind of street shooter carry a camera yeah. with you everywhere and whatever happens happens you know i mean my photography outside of uh doing pinhole stuff pretty much just involves uh taking pictures of my my kids and my my wife you know my family so well i mean what do you use for that uh my iphone <laughs> the, Corey. The, am i really Corey. pissing a lot of people off well okay so here's the deal here's the deal
deal with that. I don't like um, shooting. Uh, I don't like shooting 35 millimeter. I mean, I'll just say it flat out. I don't enjoy doing it. I don't enjoy shooting it. I don't enjoy scanning it. I don't enjoy handling it. It's it's kind of tedious and you know, kind of a uh, kind of a pain in the ass for me, honestly. Uh, especially with having kids and then moving. Um, you know, I I do have a digital camera and I use it. Uh, I use it a lot. You know, for my kids and and, and family pictures. So, so, you know, I don't I, I don't have anything against 35 millimeter at all uh, I just I just am a firm believer in using the tool for the situation and what you're trying to do you know just because you have a digital camera doesn't mean that you have to sit there and spray and pray you can still have intentional pictures and you can still take photographs that are meaningful and that are going to last you know I understand but if you're <laughs> pulling out your phone and taking a picture of your kids, you can pull yeah. out like an Olympus stylus or an Olympus XA and take an actual picture of your kids. <laughs> yeah, you can. But if you don't, ha- if you don't take any enjoyment from the process of doing it, then why the hell are you doing it? No, you're 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 hundred percent, you know, correct. You know, if, if you, you don't, if you don't enjoy standing there and developing the film and you don't enjoy scanning the film and you don't enjoy the quality of what you're looking at of the film and you shoot a 36 roll film of, thir- of 35 millimeter and there's four pictures on there that, that you feel comfortable with actually really liking uh, then what's the point of doing it you know I mean fair enough I, I'm, I'm not going to shoot 35 millimeter uh, and be shamed because I'm not shooting 35 millimeter and I'm using a digital camera you know what I mean I, I it's that's just how I look at it. Um, there's nothing wrong with 35 millimeter. I mean, I, I, I on Instagram and, and other platforms, I, I love all I love all photography, but when it comes down to it, for me, uh, that workflow works easier for me. I mean, I have three kids and I have a full life, you know, and I have stuff going on. And if I shot 35 millimeter film uh, and developed it for everything that I did outside of pinhole stuff. I'd just be constantly developing 35 millimeter film, you know. I mean, I, that's just—it's not—it's not where I'm at with it, unfortunately. <laughs> but I think I, think I do have an Olympus stylus, uh, the the, the Mu One. Uh, oh, you got the Mu One. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not, as, not, as, I'm not, as, not as jealous I, about that one. <laughs> I was well, I was driving home from work the other day, and there was a box on the side of the road, and I opened it up, and there was like four of those Mew twos in there, and I oh, didn't really like it, so I just threw them. I just threw them across the highway and watched the 18 wheeler run over them. I was like, oh, these things suck. I don't want these things. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in. I don't, I don't care what you've done with your art up to the point to where you're presenting it. I, I like to look at it and, and form and figure out whether what I like about it or what I don't like about it from just a picture. I don't know what kind of camera, I don't want to know what kind of camera you're shooting. I don't want to know what kind of film you were shooting. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, we do care about all that stuff, sure, of course, but at the end of the day when I'm looking at your pictures, I just want to know, are you happy with your pictures? You know, that's how I, that's how I look at, at yeah. art photography at this point. I, I mean, think Andre what's was the just, end result? I think Andre what's was just you, trying to... Hanging, you know, I mean, I want to see what you're hanging and what you're putting up on your walls. That's how I like to go about doing it. I don't care what you did to get to that point. It's irrelevant to me. I think Andre was just trying to roast you, Corey, for calling him uh, uh, Danny Bonaducci. I think he was just trying to turn the tables on there. I feel like there's a little... Danny little... B. I was just feeling salty. <laughs> we can get you into rehab, buddy. We can help you out, I promise, man. <laughs> So no, I, 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 you know, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that, um, uh, with the show that with Andrew, you know, we've, we've had people that send us in pictures of stuff that, you know, Toby, um, Vandeville, he sent us in pictures of pinhole stuff that he's done digital. Uh, and we don't really, we don't care about any of that. You know, we're not judging anyone for that. We just are happy that people are making art and they're enjoying it and they're happy in what they're doing. Cause that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's one thing I like about the uh, the Lensless podcast is uh, on top of it just being a good show, and I, I like listening to you guys. But the it actually gave, gave me some enthusiasm for trying pinhole again because I tried it years ago and failed miserably. Kind of always wanted to give it another shot. 
but I feel like your podcast kind of pushed me over the edge and made me want to try it again. So uh, there's that. But specifically what I like about uh, your podcast is it is kind of it's very specific on one you know segment of photography being pinhole photography and because there's plenty of podcasts sure. out out there that are just uh, kind of talking general photography but it's nice to see these new podcasts coming out that are kind of laser focusing on one little avenue of film photography or, or photography in general right and uh i really like that you know you've got these dark room podcasts that are popping up now like a light in the dark uh and uh, uh what's the other one andre uh under the safe light uh, like dark room specific uh podcasts it's, it's just nice to see like these little specific ones coming out instead of just people getting on here and saying oh i, I like film and uh i like these cameras and uh, that's like like we do every week <laughs> la is so great man i swear it's so nice there's a place for both well who, who uh light in the dark uh that's that's your local guy that you know john gregory right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Once I have again requisite show. requisite apology to John Gregory. We still haven't found a time for me to record with him. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, again, man. Let's here we go. This week. <laughs> well, John Gregory. Don't worry, John. They'll get to you eventually. I've been on the rotation for like five or six weeks now, and Andre <laughs> just told me pretty Madonna's everything. And we just can't can't ever work it out. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No, but I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, that's, that's what, that's what, why everybody should be doing it, what you're doing, is because you enjoy doing it, uh, mm-hmm. and it makes you happy at the end of the day, um, you know, that's, that's just a fact of life, and should fa- you should, fa- you should always factor happiness into your life, uh, and no matter what, you know. I agree, I agree, well said. All right, you, uh, I guess we should uh, take another little break here, and then uh, we'll get back with uh, one more final segment. So uh, we shall, we shall, we shall, we shall be right back, folks. <laughs> Alright folks, we are back, and during the break we had a decent little conversation that I probably should have just kept recording because it could have been this segment, but we're going to try to recap that here. We were talking a little bit about you know, medium format and the jump from that to large format, because obviously with pinhole cameras, well with any photography and any cameras, or especially, in, well just film photography in general, we're all talk about you know, formats and what our format of choice might be, what we like to do. But with pinhole, you know, there's a lot of choices as well. And Corey's tried a lot of a lot of these different formats out. So maybe he can kind of, I don't know, tell us and give us warnings and and guidance uh, and light the path for any of us that might be thinking about trying a, a larger format. So, uh, Corey, what do you think about this? Basically, just say what you just said during the break. <laughs> well, I mean, it just it just kind of depends on. Uh, you know what you're what you're wanting to do um, are you just scanning or just developing a scanning or you know are you looking to do contact prints or make prints you know kind of kind of just depends on your um, your basic outcome because Andre you have uh, well now that you you have a darkroom setup right I do indeed and you said that you had a what what kind of is it? The, the, the brand name was like a Merlin uh, paint can camera, uh, just right. literally just a paint can with a, with a pinhole drilled into it that will, will right. accept an 8x10 sheet. Um, prior to my darkroom being set up in my bathroom, uh, if I didn't have a way of developing that, if all I had was like a normal Patterson tank, then while that camera is cool, it's, it's kind of useless to me. On the other end of the spectrum, you know, if you... If you are the kind of person like Corey that, that you know, doesn't enjoy the, the workflow of 35 millimeter, um, if you're like me and you don't particularly want to be stuck with the exact same 
um, film stock to shoot 36 pinhole pictures in one go, um, you're going to have to, you know, cut down the the rolls into into smaller sections and then spend half your time loading, uh, reloading the film. So there's there's sacrifices that you make with all of these formats, um, but I think especially so uh, with uh, with pinhole. Sure, and you know, I mean, it's if once you get past the Patterson tank uh, system for thirty five millimeter or one twenty, you know, you you kind of have to have a dark room. You know, I mean, like we've we've talked about building cameras a lot, but if you don't have anywhere to develop them. You know what are you gonna do? You know you're kind of you kind of stuck with it. You know. Yeah, and I think when you go to large format, uh, I guess with four by five, there's tanks out there that make it much simpler. But once you go five by seven up to eight by ten, you're, as you were saying during the break, Corey, it's pretty much just tray development is your only option, right? Yeah, that's 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 pretty much. Um, or a jobo. Well, yeah, a jobo. You can do like you know you have the dip and dunk tanks, uh, but you're doing you have to do all that in complete darkness. So you have to have an area uh, that's you know completely dark. You know, complete darkness. You know, dark room to do that in. Different than what you would be doing uh, if you're just developing print with your red safe light on. You know what I mean? Uh, like your temporary bathroom. So that's what I found. I, I kind of. Uh, I use the, um, I've just got it, I've only used it two or three times, but I really like it as the, the SP-445, uh, the 4x5 developing tank. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing works really good. But, I mean, coming from a format of 6x7, 6x6, 6x7, or 6x9, and you go to 4x5, you're not really, like, jumping a humongous, uh, a, a, a much, a much, higher uh, picture quality. I mean, you're getting more, of course, because it's a bigger format, but, I mean, there's not that much difference between the two, so it kind of depends on, I mean, what you want to, what you really want to do. Yeah, unless you're printing really, really large. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you can print 4x5, then yeah, but of course, by all means, 4x5 is the way to go, but, I mean, I can't print 4x5. I don't have a, I don't have an enlarger at all. The only thing I do is, is contact prints, so... Yeah, four by five would be great for contact prints. So yeah, so but well, it's a little small. I mean, it's they're viewable. You know, five mm-hmm. by seven is better. That was my original intention of jumping into five by seven, um, but I got to the point where I can't develop five by seven unless I, you know, am in complete darkness. So yeah. You think somebody would come out with a tank like the uh, was it was it called is it Stearman that makes that is that the name of the company yeah, yeah. the SP four four five that yeah that, they were trying to make a five by seven and an eight by ten because I think these were both initially Kickstarters at some point mm-hmm. um, yeah. but there apparently just wasn't enough demand for for five by seven and eight by I mean there's not that many people shooting it yeah well I know that you could do um, if you're doing like eight by ten you could do the uh, the color, the unirollers, um, the ro- the tanks where you would like put a piece of paper in, uh, and you have a base that rotates the tube. You know, have you guys seen one of those? I haven't. Oh. Well, it's I mean it's just, it's you can put your piece of eight by ten, you know, film inside of it, uh, and it's a base that I know you've I know you've seen rock tumblers before, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's a base like a rock tumbler, just bigger. And you have a tube uh, that has an exit on one end, and a, and you pour your chemical, your chemistry in on the other end. You put your piece of film or paper in it, uh, you know, in, in complete darkness, of course. Uh, then you close it up, and it works kind of the same way as like a like a Patterson tank does. But you turn this rotating base on, uh, and you set it on the rotating base, and and you know you go for eight minutes or whatever your development time is, and you pour it out, pour another. Uh, your next step of chemistry into it and let it let it go for the time, you know. Uh, that's oh. your that's your next step. If not that, then you're going to be doing trade development yeah. for the most part. I don't like trade development. <laughs> I tried it, you know. I mean, it's it's really hard without having a timer, you know, to do it with because even your darkroom clocks that have you know the glow in the dark uh, numbers and and hands or whatever, you can't use those. You have to be in complete darkness out of fog, foggy wow. film. So. 
I mean, if you if you use X-ray film, you don't have to worry about that because you can handle that under safe light and you can do develop by inspection. As I think, yeah, X-ray film scratches real easy. Am I right? If I heard that correct, it does. Um, yeah. it does. It scratches real easy. And you and shot some of that. I have. I have used it. The Fuji. Um, oh, I can't remember which one it was. The green label Fuji. Uh, James from uh, Reality So Subtle. Uh, I had mentioned to him wanting to make another camera, and he was like, "Hey, you should try this," you know. And so I, I got some of it, and it's it's fun. He gave me some more tips about it after I used it for a while. I was like, "Man, the contrast with this is just—I don't like it. It's too much contrast." And he's like, "You know, you can't agitate it. You have to just like literally like let it sit in uh, in the developer." Huh. It's, I have I haven't really got into it a whole whole lot. I've got into it just enough to know that. I mean, it's really fun. It's cool because you can handle under under a red light. But um, yeah, the scratch and the scratching part of it. I mean, there's tons of tricks you can do that I haven't gotten to to do it yet. So I don't want to like, you know, pull anybody away from trying it. But uh, it's fun to do. Yeah, I mean, and, and you can get really good results with it too. Nice, Plus, nice. there's just like the coolness factor. It's like, yeah, I'm shooting X-ray film. I'm shooting <laughs> X-ray film, and you Isn't can it? cut it, you know, because I have a um, a camera that I made out of uh, out of like a, a Christmas tin that has like a frosty the snowman winter wonder scene on it, you know, uh, and I poked a hole in it. I can put a piece of eight by ten in it and laying on its side, you know, so like a landscape orientation, uh, and it's really fun to develop those and hold it up and you're like wow you know an 8 by 10 negative I mean if you've never if you've never held one or like looked at it I mean it's it's amazing just to see that size of a negative that would uh, be cool it's, yeah. it's cool yeah even better is an 8 by 10 slide oh wow yeah I, I've never I've <laughs> never I don't think I've ever seen an 8 by 10 slide I mean I've seen I shot 4 by 5 when I was uh, in school um for a commercial class that I took, but four or five is the biggest uh, slide film I've ever developed and handled. Nice, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a little scared about this whole large format thing. I don't I don't have the time or the patience just. You yet. shouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, it, it doesn't. You don't really. I mean, it's, it doesn't really take up any more time than it takes to develop regular film. You just have to change the process of developing it. You know. Yeah. I, mean? I feel like it's if you already like, have. Oh, go ahead. I, I feel like it's something that I I want to save till like retirement. Be like the old guy with the, the no, big, come on. big large format camera. Don't do that. I'm going out to take I some mean, pictures. The, <laughs> if if you already have a if you already have a a Patterson tank that'll develop two rolls of 120, like the the Patterson three, the, the little bit bigger tank. Uh huh. Um. If you if you buy the mod five uh, four insert for that, I mean that's all you need to do, and and then everything else is still the same. Yeah. Chem okay. Chemistry wise, you know what I mean, like loading it in a dark bag. You know, I haven't used that insert, but I can't imagine it being much different than using the the SP four four five Spearman. Yeah, I can see I can see going I can see going four by five. I can see that because I I kind of want to get a speed graphic because I just think they look like yeah. the best cameras on the planet. So, <laughs> right, sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the cool thing about four by five is that you can make contact prints with that, mm -hmm. um, and you don't need an enlarger to do that. I mean, you can do it with just a light bulb. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you can make you can make prints with it and just have fun with it. You know. Nice. So, as far as that, as far as the jump, there's a big jump from thirty-five millimeter to four by five, and there's less of a jump from. Six by six and six by seven to four by five. You know what I mean? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, I just found the whole like process of, of shooting, loading the film holders so slow. If I already have like a, I mean I don't have, but I have access to at the university, uh, larger medium format cameras such as you know RB sixty sevens, RZ sixty sevens. At least for my purposes, I don't really print larger than eight by ten. Like you were saying, Corey gets to a certain point where I would love to be able to have, you know, interchangeable backs, rotating um, back, uh, 10 shots a roll, and be able to develop it in my Patterson tank rather than 
one shot, well, two shots per negative holder and, you know, a different developing tank or using the Mod 54s, which I don't particularly like. Um, and then, like, can't scan it with my V600 without doing it in two pieces and stitching it in Photoshop. And... But there's a positive to all that, Andre. Do you know what it is? I do not. It's going to get you back into the darkroom, and you're going to have to start making prints. Yeah, no, you I mean can't, that's, you can't that's scan your eight by tens. You can't scan your four by net four by fives. So <clears throat> your next step is going to be to go ahead and start making contact prints of those and start scanning your contact prints, or go ahead and start making straight contact prints on fiber paper and making your 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 prints and your matted images straight from that and cut everything else out or continue shooting six by seven scan in my v600 and make my darkroom prints as usual <laughs> yeah you can you can do it that way i mean yeah sure absolutely you know i mean i mean I'm, I'm not knocking that at all but the one thing that i do like about getting into doing four by five uh in the five by seven the thing i like about getting past the patterson tanks is that once you shoot it it slows you down because you can't scan it, so you have to go make prints with it by default. Sense. So that slows you down. So what does that mean? That means you're developing, you're shooting negatives, you're developing them, you're looking at them, you're spending time with them, you're deciding if you really like them or not, and you're slowing your process down, and you're editing your own photography for what you want to show and display and what you want to put out and what you don't want to put out. Yeah, that's, that's that, true. That One slow about... process, spending time with what with your photography and, and what you're shooting, slowing it down uh, and getting into that mindset is it'll 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 totally get you away from the whole instant Instagram thing where it's you're you're you have to put more thought into it because you're def you're shooting the film, you're loading the film, you're developing the film, you're putting time into it, and you really want to make sure that you're coming across with what you want to do uh, and what you want to show artistically as opposed to just randomly doing whatever you want because it's so fast to develop a 6x6 six six roll and let it dry, cut it up and scan it, and then, you know, then you're digital. You know what I mean? That's what I like about it. I like the slowing down of that part of it, of having to look at your look at, look at what you have shot and what you have waiting to print before you get to actually you know doing that and seeing it does that make sense no no it absolutely does because i think like you know i almost use the scan you guys will know if you if you follow me on instagram i've deleted all my photos like twice now and there's currently only nine of them on there uh, which actually happened to be pinhole um uh images but i i use the scans a to post to the facebook group but almost kind of like a digital contact sheet for myself to just pick and choose which ones I want to make prints of. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I very well could just, as soon as it's dry, make a contact sheet. But, you know, maybe maybe that's a, a project that I have for for when I get back to, to North Carolina is to yeah. kind of try to, to slow down my process a bit. I already don't like, you know, scanning to begin with, and I don't particularly enjoy posting to Instagram anyway. So this could be a, a, an alternative for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, I mean, it, it just will naturally, by default, slow you down. I mean, even if you want to try to push as hard as you can, I mean, you still have to uh, have physical barriers of waiting for everything to dry. And that's what I did the first time I shot with that with the five by seven, and I was like, they were dry. I was like, oh yeah, these are dry. And I was like walking to my scanner, and I was like, oh, but I can't scan these, you know. Okay, cool, no problem. I have, I have, I can set it up and make contact prints. And you make contact prints, and oh, I have to wait for these to dry, you know what I mean? So you have two or three days. I mean, you know, it's it's more kind of tactile. I really like that. I really like that slowing down of physically forcing you to no matter what you want to do you still have to wait and you look at it and you're like i don't really like this picture anymore you know one thing i wanted to say Corey, you're talking a lot about prints uh 
You actually sent me a postcard in the mail of some of your work, and you, you at one point were sending out postcards of some of your your pinhole work to whoever wanted one. You just hey, hit me up and I'll send you one, and I hit you sure. up and you sent me one. I thought that was such a cool idea, like just to give away a, a little postcard print, uh, actual darkroom print. Uh, I thought that was just a really cool idea, way to get your work out there and kind of kind of just a yeah all around cool thing to do. Yeah, I um I I mean that. I got that idea from, um, God, I can't remember his name on Instagram. He's the lowest fidelity. I know you guys are probably following him. Um, but he, yeah, he put a, um, he's always doing pictures of portraits in, uh, in te- and I, I want to say it's in Austin, Texas. Maybe I could be wrong about that, but he, he did the same thing too. He's like, Hey, if you want a postcard, I was like, yeah. And I got it in the mail and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing. I didn't even realize that. Ilford made these, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. like you don't you don't even find it anywhere unless you like are like specifically looking for it. And I was like, wow, that's cool. So I ordered a box of it and I made them up. And that, I I that I totally pulled that from him, you know. I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Just send somebody a picture, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you're shooting, and if you start doing like four by five, you know, you can do straight contact prints right onto those cards of your four by five stuff. And, yeah, that know, was super can, awesome. Yeah, it's fun, man. It's it's fun. It should be fun. That's the whole premise of all this, uh, is to have fun. Why are you doing it if you're not having fun? Absolutely. And that sounds like a perfect place to end this fun podcast. But I... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Corey Cannon, it has been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Finally, after you know Andre stiffing us and uh, standing us up time and time again, and uh, I think I just heard his phone vibrate too because he's like messaging all of his hot contacts. Oh yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I have no, uh, yeah. no rest with you too. Thanks for having me, Mike. Man, it's been you know we've we've been playing the back and forth phone tag for a while and never it never seems to work out, but you know. Everything aligned tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it worked. And uh, so, Corey, uh, obviously the Lensless Podcast, but tell everybody where to see your work and all, all your social stuff. Sure. You can uh, find me on Instagram at Pinhole Cannon. Uh, and my podcast is The Lensless Podcast. Uh, that's also on Instagram um, at The Lensless Podcast. And Andrew Bartram, uh is doing the show with me and you can check out his photography at war war snappers underscore pinholes um and he is pretty much taking care of the twitter which is the lensless on twitter we have a facebook page which is the lenses podcast facebook page uh and the same on Flickr. Awesome. that's the best way awesome and andre and next week yeah go ahead no i was gonna say next week uh Last week we had um, uh, John Wilkerning mm-hmm. uh, on the yeah. show. Great, that, great that episode is still yeah that show is still up and, and John's a great guy he's a great photographer. Uh, and next week we have Lorraine Healy coming on. Uh, she does a lot of pinhole photography, uh, a lot of color stuff. Uh, and she's a great photographer too. So that's going to be a great conversation. So and a great uh, listener to the negative positives and contributor to yeah, our Facebook group sure. as well. She's great. That's so awesome. check it out. Um, we're on pretty much every major podcast uh, podcast catcher out there. So, well, I've listened, listen. to, I've listened to every one of them so far, and I'll, I will continue to. It is very enjoyable, and uh, and it's Thank gotten you, me sir. interested into pinhole photography. And soon I'll be out there doing this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. the Leica of pinholes you got there, buddy. <laughs> well, thanks to All you. All you gotta do is put a red dot on it. Hey, yeah, there you go. So Andre Dominguez tape, so nobody jacks you for it. <laughs> Camouflage tape. <laughs> so Andre, where Sweet. can people check out your work? People can find the only nine uh, images that are pinhole images on my Instagram at Andre on Film, as well as occasional posts when I'm not too busy <laughs> on the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group. Nice. And you can see my work on Instagram at Gutterman Photo, on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography. You can email this program at guttermanphoto at gmail.com. Obviously, join the Facebook group, the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group. Well, thank you again, Corey Cannon. 
<laughs> for for coming on to the show. And uh, we're going to go ahead and end this, folks. Corey, do you want to you want to help us with the uh, ending tagline? I will. Basically, you, basically, you just got to say, uh, once I say everybody stay positive, you just got to say uh, and shoot some cool film photos. Can you do that? I can, Mike. All right, all right. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> well, that's the end of the show, folks. Thank you very much. Thank you, Corey Cannon. Everybody stay positive. Photos, film, cool, some, <laughs> shoot, and. <laughs> all right. And you love film photos. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, and we will see you all very soon. Good night. We're all talking about we are talking about cigarettes, right? Not the devil's lettuce, right? I just uh, <laughs> devil's lettuce. I have never heard it called that. Devil's lettuce. Jeez, that's rough. And y'all were laying it on thick. I mean, the whole I didn't know that the like inactivity on the Facebook group was going to come up. Like I knew that I wasn't super active. Like I've been overwhelmed with uh, like you know notifications and trying to keep up and really really failing. Um, <laughs> we had a text conversation last night, and then I told Corey I was going to lay into you about it, uh, so he knew it was coming. But. Uh... Uh, uh... <laughs>